this is Coffee Number Five. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Welcome back to Coffee Number Five. There is always a point in our life that when we look back and stare at all we what accomplished, whether we like it or not, each and every moment of our life has shaped us into the person that we are today. And it's important to see excellence in yourself. Today, in Coffee Number 5, we're joined by Forbes Ridley, award-winning TV host, author, motivational speaker, and entrepreneur. Forbes was voted the top 20 most inspiring people on television. Her role as a thought-after spoker person, broadcast journalist, and success results coach to celebrities, sales teams, and CEOs. Hi, Forbes. How are you? I am wonderful. I just got back from two weeks in Costa Rica, first vacation of the year. And for somebody who travels like 200 days and have been stuck inside, this has been amazing. Amazing. And you know what? I'm so happy you're here because you embrace something that I'm a true believer, that life needs to be sexy and you need to feel sexy and thinking is sexy. And you are all that and you look and you think and you make it happen in a sexy way. You know, it's very funny that you pick on that word. Many years ago, I would think I was in my 30s and they were talking about having it all. And back then all was two and a half kids, a husband who had a nice job and a steady whatever. And I remember thinking, I don't have that. So I don't have it all. And I got very upset. And then one day I had this moment and I thought, ooh, what if I turned all on its side and went A-L-L and called it a loving life? I have that. And so now I can say I have it all. And I started redefining words. One of the words was sexy because I used to say it all the time. I, my daughter was, she was little, she's like, mommy, that's so weird. Everything is sexy with you. And I said, no, no, let me explain. S-E-X-Y is seeing excellence in yourself. And to me, that is what sexy is, is finding your personal sense of what you want. You know, it's also a turn. Let me tell you, I went down to South America and I did a couple of infomercials in Colombia. Funny thing about you Latino women, let me tell you something. They threw my head back, put makeup on. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm like the sexiest. I'm like, wow. And I think one of the things they reminded me, and I don't know what it is about cultural, but I have never felt so like, I was like, American makeup artists never make me look like this. And now all of a sudden I am enjoying this Raquel Welch kind of Sophie. You know, Raquel Welch and Sophia Loren are in their late seventies. Oh my God. Well, you're, you're talking about divas. I mean, they are goddess, those women. And they never were afraid to be who they are. We live in a society right now that they want us in a box. And I refuse to be in that box. Do you have great parents? Is that how you ended up not being in a box? If I have great parents, no, I have myself. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. So what age did you end up on your own? Uh, well, no, I mean, I have my parents and I love them. I have the greatest family ever, but... Hang on a second. Okay, so some of the work that I do now, I do a lot of coaching. And one of the things I teach is a breakthrough training. Are your are parents married? Still married? Yeah. Okay, so that was the question. We are who we are. We got to step up. When your parents show love in the household... It creates a different sense of stability. And I have a feeling your mom and dad probably looked at you and told you that you were special. Yes? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Okay. So mine did too. Now, not that I don't have all kinds of other issues, but a lot of the people who I end up talking to never, ever had that at all in their life. And so it allows us to just see a glimmer of hope. My parents were married for 40 years. 
They died within a year of each other. They loved each other very much. They had their own issues. It's not that nothing was perfect, but I didn't understand until I was in my 40s that dads could drink and hit kids and that sexual molestation was a thing. And we're dealing with a lot of people who were hurt so long ago and they've covered it up and they don't actually know how to deal with it either. And that's a lot of the work that I've been focusing on. And that's incredible. And I have a very similar situation. Yeah. And I still have a very healthy relationship with my family. And it's amazing. But also, I know that at some point, you need to become yourself. You cannot be part of that family forever and let people to protect you. And it's, I don't believe in telling my kids, teenagers, everything they do is perfect. Oh, okay. No, okay. Let's, let's not misconstrue this at all. No, 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 no. Or everything that they do. I hate the parents that they say, bravo, everything that they do is perfect. No, it's okay to say it's just all right. Because we don't fall in love with the perfect person. We fall in love with imperfections. And that's what it makes us unique. Very, very interesting. When did you move to this country? I'm going to keep asking you questions because I'm intrigued. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, 22 years ago. All right. And why did you come here? Uh, to learn English. I didn't speak a word. Ah, yo hablo español porque yo vivo en México por 10 años. Yo trabajo por Club Med. ¿Tú conoces Club Med? Por supuesto. There you go. All right. So I, that's what I did in my 20s. I traveled all around the world doing like, stand-up comedy and performing at Club Med. I love the world and I was in between jobs, so I want to learn English. I thought it would be useful for me. And then I came and as soon as I was here, I started getting calls and I started getting work. So I was there. I was there working and learning English at the same time. So I ended up being self-taught. I've been speaking English most of my life and I'm still learning. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, but the accent is not going away. Well, you know what? Actually, my original accent comes from New York. So I like grew up talking like this. This is what from, <laughs> and I got it. Now, as soon as you do this, you want to talk about having coffee? Oh my God. That's all we did when I was growing up. We, had, we played cards, we get coffee. And then I learned that that particular accent wasn't very nice, very ladylike. And so I became an expert when it came to accents. Well, that served you well being in television so much. Yes. It made, it made good for being an actress. Yeah, so you've been an actress, you've been a host, and a personal trainer, a coach. You be, like I always say, I've been there, I have done that, and I believe that everything I did and all those opportunities that in a resume makes me look like I did a little bit of everything, the accumulating all that knowledge, it took me someplace else. Do you feel that happened to you? Let me tell you something. I think it's everything. My son turned to me, I think he was about nine years old and he had a really sad face on, I guess his, uh, his cousin had gotten to the junior Olympics for swimming. And he's like, mommy, I'm not good at anything. I'm just not good at anything. And I said, isn't that interesting? I said, that's the way I raised you. I don't want you to be great at anything. I want you to be good at a lot of things. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, I've already lived this good portion of my life. And here's what I know is that the kids who spent all the time in pool at 5 a.m. in the morning and became great swimmers, how does that help you when you're 30 years old? Here's what I want you to know, my son. I, at that point, even by that age, you can snow ski and water ski, and you know how to roller skate. We go roller skating every Sunday. You can play a couple of songs on the piano. You're not great. That's okay. You know how to cook some food. You know how to play baseball, a little bit of golf, a little bit of football. Baby, you are the most well-rounded kid because that was by design. You can bowl. You can, I mean, I can go down the list of things that he actually knows how to, you can fire a gun, you can fire a bow and arrow. I'm the same way. This way you can live life. It's all about, and we talk about this with a lot of my guests and with my team, it's about leadership. 
it's about knowing how to be a leader, but it's a big responsibility. Being a leader is also being a mentor because it's your responsibility to give it back. This is a little different. This is about you not having just one job in your entire life, but understanding what life is. So I said to him, life is all of these things. Life is when you get together with your friends and they want to go skiing for a weekend. I didn't learn to ski until I was 30 years old. Uh, my parents couldn't afford it. And I just decided one day that I was going to, I actually said, I'm a big manifester and I think you are too. I said to the universe, I said, I want to go to, I want to ski. And I'd been a Broadway dancer before that. And dancers are not supposed to ski because you could break a leg. And with that, I opened the newspaper and there was an ad for a thing called Ski View. This company was putting up billboards on lift towers. And I went into the audition, the meeting, and he said, you know how to ski? I'm like, I've been skiing all my life. Next. And I totally lied. I'd no. I call this fake it till you make it or build the illusion to achieve the dream. And then he said, well, I want somebody who can do comedy and this and that. I said, well, they hired me on the spot. And then I was like, oh, shoot. Then I booked a trip to Colorado and for two weeks, booked myself into a ski school. And next thing you know, I could ski Blue Hills just fine. And I did that job for 10 years. You know, you make me laugh because you say the same phrases that I say. Like, I'm a big believer about the fake it until you make it. Big believer. Uh, if you don't take those risks, they're never going to happen to you. But the reason I was talking about leadership before, and I think you have this quality too, because you all have an amazing group of people around you that you're leading them with strength and with conviction, but also with vulnerability. And that's so important. But when I always try to talk to my team is that you were brought to this company because you have another value to the company. But that doesn't mean that you cannot grow here or you cannot learn another skill. That's true. That's a very good point. It's just interesting. If you live long enough, you get to give back. It's kind of fascinating that anybody wants to listen. I can, you know, I, maybe you're the same way, but I certainly struggled. I'm a loner by nature. So I don't mind being alone. I traveled to Europe for six months on my own with a backpack. Oh my God, I, f I found my tween. And I think if, if you're good with that, then you don't go searching every Friday and Saturday night to find the bar or hanging out. Parties are okay, but I'm very happy doing my thing. And I always have been. And so I, I love the way I live my life. I think it's great. And I'm lucky enough to find a partner who is also, so we kind of hang out alone, but it's nice. You don't have to always try and prove yourself to people. Yeah, I mean, I tried to do that in high school and I hated high school. And it's just, I don't do the clicky. I don't need anything. I mean, I love my friends, but I need my space. I'm not of those that I always need to be on the phone. I just can't. Because, you know, this. you're probably a lot like me. There's a TED Talk called The Extroverted Introvert. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, that's interesting because I can get on stage in front of 10,000 people and talk and in a party, I like being the center of attention, but then just leave me alone. And that's one of the traits of this particular kind of introvert is that you don't like small talk. I was like, oh, I hate small talk. There you go. We are the same. That's exactly yes. what we are. But at the same time, uh, I can go into the, uh, a line and I will always come back with a friend. Okay. We are the same. There you go. Uh, yes. And they asked me, but why? What did you know about them? And it's like, I like to listen to people. People love to talk about themselves and they love to listen to their stories. So I don't mind. That's very funny. Well, I grew up as a magician. I have some very odd things in my head that make me definitely different from most people I've ever met. Because I know at parties, I can do magic tricks for days. And people are like, how do you know all that? I'm like, because my dad was a magician and that's what I would do. And then I realized I like to be told that I'm amazing. It's weird. 
And I created my fitness product. And you know what I do? Especially in a sauna. Can you imagine we're all sitting in a sauna, pretty much naked women, right? Yeah. And I've got this and it sells for $40. I've sold a couple of million of these, but I would look at you and I would go, hey, Laura, you want to see something cool? And what do you say? Absolutely. If you can get a yes from somebody as an entrepreneur, you win. Then I'm going to say, girlfriend, give me your thumbs. Put your thumbs up. Now, isn't that funny? You're in California and you still put your thumbs up, even though I can't do anything with them, but that's an embedded command. And then I would put this on there and you would start to do this. And I'll tell you what, after about 10 seconds, you get a little warm and you're like, oh man, this thing is sitting. And that's like, and I will make sales even online at a grocery store. I will make sales sitting, having lunch on an airplane. One of the things that I did with this, I've been in the health and fitness industry for a very, very long time, but I'm not in it like most people, like my fiance, three-time world champion bodybuilder. Yay for him, loves the gym. Me, I grew up as a dancer with very big, chunky thighs, always bullied. And my mom was 260 pounds my whole life. Fast food came out when I was a little kid. And we had enough horrific things happen in our world. My dad was in a terrible accident. My mom was held up at gunpoint that I think led to her psychological issues. And one day I was in my twenties and I bought her a year long membership to a gym. I got her to the front door of the gym and I said, let's go in. And she's like, I can't. I'm like, yes, you can mom. Come on, let's go. I, you have, you have a membership. She's like, I can't. What do you mean you can't? And then she burst out crying. And she said, look, I, I don't want to go in. I don't feel good about myself. I don't want to wear this kind of clothes. I don't want people to make me feel conscious about myself. And she left. And I remember that moment thinking, what do I do? What do I, what do I get to do here? And it was like the universe tapping me on the shoulder and said, people like her, who you love, are stuck at home. They're afraid. How do you get to them? And that's what I discovered between infomercials and home shopping, that portable products like this that they can do in their own house and a psychological twisting and conversation about food. Because I created a journal, a journal for what you eat and what's eating you. And I would always eat out of psychological depression. I, I was on Broadway with Christopher Reeve from Superman. At 11.30 night, I'd come home and all I would do is stand in front of the refrigerator and eat because I was alone. So even though I was happy, I was still sad because I wanted to be in love. Who knows? But I will tell you, a lot has ironed out for me. I love the fact that I just turned 60, which I can't even comprehend what that word means. I look at my mom about 15 years younger than me and she looks about 15 years older than me. Same here. Absolutely same here. And also, I mean, you just said something that reminds me I had my first degree in screenwriting and I had one of my teachers I think she invented telenovelas her name was Maria Andres Andres and I had the honor to be um, taught by her and she explained something to me that I will never forget and it's when you read a story and this happened in the story of the life of anyone there's always a moment of change but it's not the moment of change itself in a story that it will change the story. It's the moment previous when the penny drops and you comprehend when things happen. And that's what makes you change. They say there's two amazing moments in your life. The moment you're born and the moment you figure out why you were born. Yeah. So it's about understanding why you need to change. And then the rest is an action. Interesting. Interesting. So how did you come to all of this wisdom, my girl? What are you doing with all of this? Are you teaching? You're coaching? You're doing your podcast? I'm teaching. I'm coaching. I have my agency. I am busy, but, and I love meeting women like you. I, that's how I learn. 
I put myself out there. I truly believe that if you want to get out there right now, you have to make the opportunities for yourself. The internet made a very level playing field. If you've got your branding, and this is one of the things that I teach right now. I teach a thing called OPP that I created, which you'll probably appreciate, but OPP is other people's platforms. Uh, I've never paid for the Broadway show or the movie or the infomercial. I was just the talent in all of those and they were leveraging me and I was leveraging them. And so now I teach people to have a personal brand, to communicate through a camera, to own who they are. And I'm loving life doing this. I think it's been an interesting time. You know, I don't know if you know, but so 2020 for some people was a little unusual. Uh, I'm going to tell you, nobody did what I did. Unfortunately, Uh, January 2nd of last year, my beautiful man, whose name is Joshua, self, world champion, bodybuilder, fashion model, Chippendale, gorgeous, was in a horrific motorcycle accident. He got creamed by a car and ended up in the ICU in surgery and intensive care for a week and in a wheelchair for six months. So January 2nd began our quarantine. We were in bed for the first three months. I I didn't even know the news was happening because we didn't leave. We were just trying to survive. And, uh, by, by March, I'd already watched every show on Netflix, uh, and I was a Tiger King champion. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm, it's, it's weird because I'm on the phone. And I, we didn't have a lot of outside contact. And all of a sudden, the world is falling apart outside of us. It was very strange. But I'd already moved my business online and tried to figure out how I was going to survive because my world was different. So it's been an interesting year beyond the interesting year. But I'm a big fan of change. I was here and it helps to have lived a little bit. They say, if you don't study history, you're doomed to repeat it. Well, in my world, because of a certain age, things are happening very fast. I was born and there was a telephone attached to the wall. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden they became this big. Then they look like the flip phone that you used to have on Star Trek. And then this thing called the internet happened. I I can only imagine what my grandmother imagined that she had horse and buggy. The next thing you know, they're flying airplanes. Like, how do you comprehend that jump? But we are now moving so fast that the phone in your hand is more power than what they did in 1969 when I was nine years old to get a man to the moon. Wow. It's all like interestingly changed. And I, but I'm used to this. A cable television came in. I was there. Infomercials came in. I was there. Home shopping came in. I was there. So I've seen industries come and then die. And so COVID to me just seems like a shift in the universe, but not different from anything else. Well, it's, uh, it's teaching us that we have to pivot sometimes. You have to pivot all the time. Where did this is like, it's like that's news to people? I'm okay to pivot. It's that I, I have what I've been doing all my life. Right. But there are people that they can't. It's new to them. Yeah. So, but I think this forced a lot of people to do new things and to good for them. I think a lot of people need to wake up. Oh, Yes. And 2020 gave them a good reason to do it. So first, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate and I need to keep talking to you. I need, uh, I need a Forbes really in my life. Well, I'll tell you two things. One, you can always go to ForbesRiley.com and find me. Mm-hmm. But two, I do something that I'd love to have you as a guest. I've been doing this since COVID started. Every Sunday at five o'clock, I do a two-hour masterclass. And I just, it's $19 for some people, for other people, I give it away for free. It's a place to meet me. It's live. I love doing this. And to actually get people to figure out very quickly how to communicate better with themselves, with an audience, 
And I would love to have you as a guest. I do it every Sunday to have your people come. You, I'll give you a couple you can give out to somebody you might want to as a, as a scholarship. I'd be happy to do that. But I think the thing for me about 2020 is that every individual has the power to rule their own life way more than they imagined. You don't have to wait for someone to give you a vacation if you're not working for anybody. And to step up and into your own life and to take a little bit more responsibility. And then also through programs like yours and mine and a lot of others, this is the time to learn. You know, my kids are both high school seniors and I don't, your kids are high school, are teenagers, right? Yes, a junior and I have one going to high school next year. Okay, so I've got two seniors who my parents didn't really go to college. We were so excited about college and now they're looking at me going, mom, do I need to go to college? Can I take that money and invest it? And can I open my own business? Can I be an entrepreneur? And I'm like, we never had these conversations before. So for all of your listeners, this is a very unique time to lean in and learn as much as you can from people like me and a lot of other mentors who are giving away some of their trainings. Just, I would get educated about how to move forward into 2021. Totally. And this is what I'm trying to teach and I do with my mentorship uh, programs and we do what we can. But again, thank you so much for being here. It It was lovely to have you. Well, you are spectacular. I also have a podcast called Forbes Factor, and I need to have you on my show. I'll be there. It was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.